practicing being a troll. Mm-hmm. All of my troll practice took place under a bridge. Mine took place in a tree cave. A tree cave. And I, I turned children into wooden statues. <laughs> and then and some witch was all like, throw milk on her. And I was like, <laughs> ah, milk, my weakness. No. <laughs> Such a good movie. So Ernest Goes to Camp, that was the one that I couldn't think of last week. Oh. I was like trying to name all the Ernest movies and... I don't think I saw that one. Well, maybe I did. That was the first one I ever saw. Your mom's the first one I ever saw. Your mom goes to camp. My mom does go to camp. Jason Voorhees' mom went to camp. Yeah, she did. She went to camp. She wrecked some stuff in camp. She tore that shit up. <laughs> so, um... We just watched Poultrygeist. Yes, we did. This is a... Uh, this is episode two. I'm Mike Keltner, once again. I'm Malaria. Indeed. You'll catch me. <laughs> Do be careful about that. Um, and yes, we did just finish Poultrygeist. It, uh, it's a nice little film. Poultrygeist. Not Poltergeist. This is the, uh, the latest release, sadly, of director Lloyd Kaufman. Part of the trauma, <clears throat> the trauma team, trauma universe, you know. Um, and, well, let's just, I guess we should describe it, shouldn't we? It's everything you think it is. Pretty much. Just I imagine it, that's what it is. I suppose we should mention that the subtitle is Night of the Chicken Dead, so... That's clever. It is, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I remember waiting for this movie for a long time, because I've always been a trauma fanboy and let me tell you something when you're waiting for those movies to come out they take forever it's been six years since this since came out one. yeah so and wait for waiting for toxic avenger 5 and it's been six years <laughs> exactly um and so there are all these showings i couldn't go to because they were all in like new york and whatever and finally i ended up getting it on DVD when it finally came out watching it and I'm like this is ridiculous the awesome D- indeed I'm, uh, <laughs> like if you've never seen a trauma movie one thing that will be said is they do their best to gross you out and and that part of it not such a fan of um, but they're also silly and funny I mean this one's part musical um, part zombie film part lesbian activism activism this activism <laughs> i can't talk um you know just just all the things you expect in the good summer comedy mm-hmm. but um but um but um but um but yeah, it's a, it's sadly it is six years old. We're waiting on the next one now. Uh, I first heard about Poltergeist last year. Um, I was actually going to, I think I was at Gen Con. Mm-hmm. I was at Gen Con, and um, I went to the showing of Cannibal the Musical, and they showed all the previews for all the other Torama films. 
and Poltergeist was on there. And I was like, oh my god, I have to see this. And I just watched it for the first time. It was pretty awesome. This is, yeah, yeah this is about my third time watching it. Um, it is centered around uh, a, a really nerdy guy. And he's one of those protagonists who um, is kind of retarded. <laughs> like, they're like, this is how you defeat the... The poultry, the poultry geist, and he's like, gee, shut up, woman, you don't know what you're talking about. Hmm, I wonder if I do this exact same thing. <laughs> if that will beat them. So. Yeah, yeah, um, and he's got a girlfriend, uh, who, uh, turns out to be a lesbian after her first semester in college, and, uh, well, she's not a whole lot brighter, but she at least figured out the uh, the way to kill the zombies before her boyfriend. Or the, the poultry guys, chicken thingies. But, uh... So, <laughs> there's that sound again. Like a pirate. Uh, but yeah, so there's this whole... I mean, like, obviously this is about KFC. They're... they're it's a fast food restaurant, and it's called American Chicken Bunker. Or more recently, it's about Chick-fil-A. He totally predicted this whole fiasco that's going on lately. He was like, lesbians are going to hate Chick-fil-A for some reason. Yeah. And, no. <laughs> <laughs> that, that does kind of work. Lloyd Kaufman, he is a visionary. Um... Actually, the movie was made because there's a McDonald's that moved in next door to the Trump headquarters. And as soon as the McDonald's moved in, they started getting rats. And uh, this this irritated Lloyd Kaufman, and so he decided to write a story about the evils of fast food. But, um... Um, last time I saw Lloyd Kaufman, not in real life, but in a preview, or it was one of those pre-movie kind of shorts things. Mm -hmm. uh, the Tromaville headquarters was basically a cardboard box in an alley. So I'm not surprised that he had rats. Yeah, they uh, they must have downsized a bit. <laughs> they they used to have a nice little, little building in New York. Actually, New Jersey, I think the first one was well you know he was just going on and on and saying that you know he's poor so buy movies from his website because they had to downsize to this cardboard box that can fit like one person at a time and the whole time i was thinking why don't you put ads on your youtube videos well you know because i would watch them you'd make like 50 cents off of me a day <laughs> well that's not lloyd kaufman's style really He's, he's all about self-promotion, but not promoting other people's stuff. As a matter of fact, he's got a bit of a s hatred for corporate America. So that might have something to do with it. Yeah, maybe. But, yeah, so... In which case, buy his stuff. Go to his website, buy all of his things, even if you have a copy. That you should. I, I can vouch that every trauma movie is an experience. Not always a particularly good one. <laughs> They're all an experience. Um, one one other trauma movie that I highly recommend uh, is a little film called Decapitated. 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 Does it have to do with camp? 
It does. It is pretty much a ridiculously silly, kind of self-aware murder in the camp storyline. Uh, these people go to this really like spooky travel agent, and they're like, "We're looking for some place to camp." And they're like, "He's like, you don't need a travel agent for camping." And so, <laughs> so these car- these guys go out into the woods and they start camping. And of course, somebody comes around and starts killing people. Except he's not very good at it, and so they only stay dead for a little bit, and then they end up fixing most of their wounds with duct tape. And uh, um, maybe I'm not sound- making it sound as awesome as it is, but. Uh, it's one of those movies I just kind of picked it up. I was buying a bunch of trauma movies. Sometimes they sell them cheap. And I'm like, I'm going to pop this one in. And it turned out to be really a, an enjoyable uh, kind of inside comedy horror film thing. The way you're describing it kind of reminds me of Tucker and Dale versus Evil. It's... It is actually very similar, and um, I'm glad you mentioned Tucker and Dale vs. Evil, because that is an amazing movie that we should talk about. We should. And we've, we've gone from talking about zombie poultry guys mm-hmm. to camp movies. Yes. We found movies. the subject for our podcast, <laughs> camping movies. Camping movies are actually one of my all-time favorites. Um, anything that involves people dying in a camp, I'm all about uh this probably comes from, you know, Evil Dead 2. And, like, my my favorite franchise in horror of, of all time has always been Friday the 13th. I love Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th I is like awesome. part 1, part 2, part 7. Granted, I had not seen the first one. Oh, part 3 was awesome. Part 3, yeah. It, uh, it was in 3D. It and was. it's the really old campy 3D where... Uh, everything is either bright red or bright blue, so you can really tell that when a girl is wearing a bright blue sweater, that her tits were probably supposed to pop out on you. Yeah. Or if a if a pole is like really bright red and it's like, you, you can tell. It's like ah. <laughs> yeah. The <laughs> the idea of a horror movie in three D was probably pretty new back then, and yeah, uh, that was a good. I think it gimmick. came out in like nineteen eighty. Four or something. I don't know. You should look it up. Yeah, I should. I will. But back to Tucker and Dale versus the Evil for a minute. This is this amazing little film featuring uh, Wash from Firefly and Serenity. Alan, Alan Tudyk. Or you could just do the actual name. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it has him and it has the Another guy whose name I don't know, but he is in the show Reaper as a character named Sock. That's that's his biggest thing right now, I guess. Oh. But it's these two hillbillies who get a summer home in the middle of the woods. Friday the 13th, part 3, 1982. Indeed. Part 3D. <laughs> that's what it says on the, on the cover. The old cover of it is his Friday the 13th, part 3, 3D. And this got this nice little poster. It's showing the outline of Jason Voorhees, and this blade is, like, coming towards you. Yeah. Night with, uh, with blood dripping off of it. And the D is bleeding. Indeed. Oh, Penny, stop chewing on stuff. We have a dog here. He's chewing on things. She likes things. to make a lot of noise. 
But yeah, these these two hillbillies, they get a summer home, which is pretty much just a really broken down cabin in the middle of these kind of not fancy woods. And so they run into this group of like college kids who are going to go camp for the weekend. And the college kids mistake them for murderers. Yeah, the college kids freak out, especially when they're all going swimming at night and one of their friends falls off like a diving cliff and she's like drowning in the water and the you know, Tucker and Dale like save her. They pull her up into their fishing boat and the, the other kids are like, uh, oh my God, oh my God, they've got Allison. And, and they're like, we got your friend. <laughs> Trying to like... Trying Same. to be like, hey, we've got her, she's safe, you can come get her, but... Yeah, and then, you know, they all run away, and so Tucker and Dale take her back to the cabin and, you know, clean her up a little bit, give her some clothes and... Yeah, and some food. And some food, make sure she's okay, she's got, like, a concussion going on, and, like, all the other teenagers are like, oh my god, they're gonna murder her, so they try to save her, and they end up killing themselves yeah they they just for whatever reason end in these like very suggestive positions where one of the guys is like mulching some wood and the guy tries to tackle him and falls into the wood chipper and so it looks like the guy threw him in there but really he was just kind of like whoa this guy just jumped in my wood chipper and he's trying to save him he's trying to pull the pull him out by his legs and eventually he gets just the legs out and <laughs> Um, or the the bees, oh, where they're yeah. running through it, or one of them's sawing some, or like chainsawing some stumps or something, mm -hmm. and he saws through a hornet's nest, and he's just like, oh my god, there's bees, so he's waving this chainsaw around, getting attacked by bees. The teenagers are like, whoa, crazy dude with the chainsaw, and so he starts running through the woods and like. About like all the kids scatter and like one of the kids is like running like right next to him and the bees are chasing them. You can see the bees in the close up and uh, and then and the kid just like runs right into a, a, a stick yeah. and impales himself on this fallen tree and like everyone's <laughs> like oh no he murdered Jimmy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you know that's that's the basic plot line and it's just it's really funny and it's a good story it's well done it's an enjoyable film all the way around there is an actual antagonist in that movie we're just telling you the funny bits yeah yeah it's an actual movie go see it we've mentioned a couple of good ones here going back to the friday the 13th series um yeah it, i started off i think on friday the 13th like Five or six, I have no clue exactly. Uh, one of them's got one of the Corys in it. That would be four. Yeah. Corey Feldman is in four. We're gonna see the Corey stack soon. <laughs> <laughs> yes, for those of you who do not know, Corey Feldman owns a stack in Atlanta. It's and dedicated to both Corey Feldman and Haim. <laughs> uh, yes, to thanks to the, uh, well, after the untimely death of Corey Haim, it became somewhat of a memorial. 
But yes, Corey Feldman is still with us, and he loves us all. So, all right, I yeah, I have a huge band crush on Corey Feldman. I always loved his movies. Um, Rock and Roll High School uh, Forever, which is the part two, was like one of my favorite movies growing up. I liked him in Robot Chicken. I never completely embraced Robot Chicken. I don't remember Corey Feldman in any of the episodes I've seen. Oh, there was a episode about the Corys teaming up and fighting crime. That's cool. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, so it took me a long time before I saw the first movie. And like many people, I was ignorant to the fact that Jason Voorhees is not in the first movie. He's in it. He's just well, not true. the guy. He's not the 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 killer. No, but he's in it. Because, I mean, you see his backstory and stuff. And I guess, you know, Statute of Limitations. It's his mom. Yeah. This, this film was made in like eighty. Exactly. So if you haven't seen it yet, uh, should. It's his mom. <laughs> but, uh, you should. Kevin Bacon's in it. Still something you should see. Kevin Bacon. Wow. Yeah, he's in it. He is uh, one of the campers, camp counselors. But I have seen many of the terrible Jason movies. Uh, I, notably, I remember seeing Jason X, where he turns into a cyborg. He's in space. He is in space. He doesn't really need to be a cyborg because he's invincible anyway. But he's in space. And one of the best kills ever is in this movie where he uh, sticks a girl's head in like dry or like like liquid nitrogen. nitrogen and then smashes her face against a sink. That's cool. But my favorite kill from that movie, one that was iconic with me, like kind of stuck with me is a well it's not really a kill because it's kind of a hologram but he takes these two girls in sleeping bags and he just picks them up and he like swings the sleeping bags into like a tree i don't think that was jason x i think that was jason uh six Oh, he also did it in six. I don't remember it in six, but or five or four. I will have to watch those again. I, but now He's I remember it, it in Jason X because they're trying to get away from him, so they get him in this like holodeck thing, and they're like they put him back in a camp, okay. and he's like, oh, and so he grabs the, and he gets out, I, you know. Yeah. Well, there is definitely one. It's the one with the psychic girl in it. I don't know which one that is. I think that's that's got to be the one. And but that's not in camp. The camp. The psychic girl is on a boat. It's not a boat. Mm -hmm. uh, Jason takes Manhattan. The one with the psychic girl. Oh no! There's another one with the psychic girl. Wow! How many psychic girls are there? I don't know. <laughs> but she's the one that, uh, like, her and her mom and her therapist are going out to the woods and they are staying in a cabin and she is having these horrible horrible like visions of people dying and then you're right i remember that and then like the kids next door are actually kind of nice to her and stuff mm -hmm. they're th i say kids i feel so old they're teenagers <laughs> or early 20 agers and <laughs> um and they're actually kind of nice to her. They invite her over to a party and stuff. And they're like, well, Becky and David haven't shown up. And she's like, Becky and David? I just had a dream about a Becky and a David. 
and it's creepy stuff. But Jason does the whole uh, flinging people around in their sleeping bags in that movie yeah. as well. Yeah, I'm not sure which one that is, but I know that it's uh, it's probably at least five, maybe six or seven because I know it's not one, two, or three. Not four um, or five because well, it might be six. five or five or six. It's not Jason Takes Manhattan. I don't actually know which one that is. Oh, uh, that's the one where he goes to Manhattan. Yeah, that's... and he uh, uh, fights the Muppets for a part in a play. Yeah. <laughs> That would be scary, because I have a crippling fear of puppets. I just don't remember what number Jason Takes Manhattan is. Eight. Jason Takes Manhattan is number eight. Okay. So, final chapter, New Blood. I think it's Friday the 13th, A New Beginning is probably the one with the psychic. Um, at any rate, if you don't know what it is, uh, in the 80s... There are these amazing horror films that were nothing more than just they followed a psycho around as he killed people. I mean, you could say that they're about something else. Um, it's usually a bunch of teenagers go out camping or they're like partying or, you know, somebody's got to babysit. And as soon as somebody has sex, the serial killer comes around and starts killing them. Um, they're actually kind of perverted moral tales to some extent because they always did the thing where... If you partied and got drunk underage, or you did marijuana, or you had sex, then you had to die. Um, and so, but yeah, they just... Really, I think, like, these movies are the basis for a lot of movies that came later, um, as far as, you know, this moral thing that you're talking about. Yeah? Yeah, because, I mean, like... Before the slasher monster flicks, you know, it wasn't it wasn't like that, you know. Every teenager before this series of of kind of movies, mm -hmm. I mean, every teenager was like, "Oh, I'm I'm Johnny, upstanding citizen of playing football in town." Yeah, I'm gonna save the day and save Susan from the blob. <laughs> Fair enough, yeah, yeah. Um, and then in this, you know, it was all you know, like real teenagers and and murder them because you should listen to your mom and not go camping. You know, I've never really <laughs> thought about it like that, but now that you mention it, like that's been a whole thing in horror ever since. It's always somebody like doing something that's probably not well advised. It's like, ooh, a creepy cave that nobody's ever survived. Let's oh, go like into Jeepers it. Oh, Jeepers Creepers. Oh, he's throwing dead bodies down there. Let's go see if there are any survivors. No, Justin Long, don't go in the hole. Shut up, <laughs> Jessica Biel. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, that is an interesting point. Um, but, yeah, those, they were just the prime examples of the slasher films. There was Jason, Michael Myers, who's in the Halloween films, Freddy Krueger, it's a little bit of a different beast in the uh, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Texas Chainsaw uh, Massacre. Chucky. Chucky, yes. Uh, the Child's Play movies. Oh, ch oh, dude, doll movies. Those were weird. I hate doll movies. I I, I never owned a single doll. I always had, like, the animals. No people voodoo doll things. See, <laughs> when I was, like, 10 or 11, I still loved horror movies, 
but I was convinced every night when the lights went out that Chucky was going to come out of the freaking corners and kill me. Took me a long time to get over that, too. Oh, yeah, no, dude. My parents let me watch horror movies at when I was really, really little. I was afraid of the dark for... Until I was probably about 15. Yeah. And I was convinced that Freddy would get me if I wasn't, like, sleeping right in the middle of my bed. Or if I let my feet dangle off the couch, he was going to get me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, my, my mother tried to keep me away from horror movies, keep me in the, the tame stuff. But every time she'd go out of town or go away for a weekend, my dad and I would watch just about anything we want. And I, I developed a taste for it to the point where they couldn't really keep it from me anymore. It's like, oh, this is stuff that I love, must see. Um... But yeah, so I don't know why my parents let me watch these things when I was like four and five. <laughs> like honestly, I look back at it now and I'm like, what were they thinking? Were were they thinking? Because I remember sitting there like with my parents eating popcorn and just watching like Nightmare on Elm Street Part Four or I don't know which one it was. Could have probably been an earlier one yeah. because it seemed pretty scary. Which one was the one, uh, if you know, where uh, some lady is walking on like a red carpet and the red carpet like starts to eat her? Like she starts to sink into it? I don't know. I'm not the right person to ask about the, the Nightmare on Elm Street series. Yeah. I've, I've been seen... too creeped out to go back to the series since then. Um, I've seen uh, one and two again because you know you have to watch Johnny Depp get murdered mm -hmm. and two because it was the only one at the video store at the time that I read one so I bought the or I got those two and then I've seen uh, A New Nightmare and Freddy vs. Jason which I think was crap and uh, and by crap you know I mean definitely a B movie don't watch it if you think you're gonna get scared no, I guess it's, it's not a scary movie, but... Because, you know, they will never, ever let teenagers wear hats in school. I don't know why <laughs> those teenagers were wearing hats in school. It's it's a safer town than ours, I guess. They, they safe, worried about... safe, they're getting murdered by nightmares. Yeah, but, you know, like, <laughs> they didn't have to worry to about gangs. It was just all... It's like, the kids are all right. We don't have to worry about the kids being jerks. We just have to worry about the monsters. <laughs> and so, you know, they're not going to live long. Let's let them have hats. <laughs> yes, our logic is infallible. <laughs> um, so camp. <laughs> but yeah, no. Uh, so the Friday the 13th, I think, was one of the first. Well, not one of the first, but like one of the things that solidified camping into horror films oddly enough i was never actually afraid of camping they used to go camping all the time too oh i was i was never afraid of camping but i've never been a fan of it uh you can't get me to camp now but it you want to go camping no okay there's bears there's no bears just raccoons camping I, I didn't do a lot of camping when i was younger just because like it's hot and sweaty and like or it's cold when I was in Boy Scouts, we went camping, and it would be freezing at night. Yeah. Boy Scouts probably ruined it for you. They were probably like, 
sneaking into your tent at night and stuff. I can tell you exactly what ruined it for me. One night, it rained like nobody's business. And the very tail end of my sleeping bag was hanging out the end of the tent. I don't know how this happened, but it soaked overnight. I woke up frozen and wet and just like, it's like never again. I've had many raining camping adventures. The last time I took uh, my dog, there is no dog only Zool, to camping. <laughs> he It rained that night. It just poured and it rained. And he is freaking out because he's never had to sleep outside before. He's an inside dog. Mm-hmm. And he... He was just like flipping out. He's like, why is it so noisy? What is hitting the tent? I want to get out of here. And I was like, no, Fluffy, you have to lay down. <laughs> He's a big old German shepherd, so it was really difficult to get him to calm down and not tear the tent down. <laughs> good dog there. Um, but so, yeah, uh, other notable good camping horror films, uh, Sleepaway Camp series. This uh, interesting series about this uh, boy who dresses up like a girl and kills people who don't treat camp with the respect that it deserves. Wow, really? Seriously, yeah. Wow. I have to see that. It's like a boy scout, you know? A boy scout wannabe girl scout who is totally into getting his badges. Yeah, he's he's like, oh, he wants people to want to sing Kumbaya, roast marshmallows. Of course, he's surrounded by people who's like, oh, we just want to kind of go have sex with each other or, you know, like just That's not how you go camping. (laughs) And so, so yeah, she, she, he gets all bent out of shape because there is no true camping spirit, and he murders people. You know what I heard? What's that? Um, this week, I think, the best film of all time, uh, like that title, mm-hmm. was taken away from Citizen Kane and given to Vertigo. Really? Yes, because it, Citizen Kane hasn't stood the test of time yeah and vertigo is so much better that's awesome because citizen kane is terrible terrible um like it really only spoke to the people of that time and hitchcock is timeless hitchcock is timeless so that is awesome to hear um i'm glad to know that there are not a lot of cross-dressing murder movies that i can think of um uh, what about Silence of the Lambs? Oh, true. Buffalo Bill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was actually... Buffalo Bill was... Um, Wasn't he based, yeah, based he was on based somebody, on from, somebody Indiana? from Indiana? We're from Indiana where all the psychos come from because we have nothing to do. There's corn here and there's like the zoo and you can... It's a really great zoo, but you can only go there so many times before you've seen everything. So, yeah, and, some people... And so some people are just like, I hate my life. I can't get the fucking trees right. I'm gonna <laughs> kill everyone in the world. Right. So, yeah, yeah, you either, you either become a psychopath or a uh, hermit recluse movie nerd like myself, so... You're not a hermit. There's a lot of good concerts. We have really good local bands. So, because if you're not murdering people... You're singing songs about murdering people, and we get wonderful bands. Exactly. Speaking of which, 
a band that has a song about men dressed as women killing people, Harley Poe. This is one of my favorite bands. I've even dragged Malaria to see them twice. No, wait, just once. Twice. No, twice. All right, so twice. Um, and they make amazing horror-based movie, horror movie-based music. Um, and the song in question is called Transvestites Can Be Cannibals Too. And it's about uh, a transvestite. Somebody likes to dress in women's clothing, and he just wants to go out in town and get some grocery shopping done. But people always feel like they need to, like, give him crap. He's like, why are you wearing women's clothing? You know, it's like you're weird and disgusting. And so he's like, well, then I'm going to kill you because you're rude. And then I'm going to eat you because I don't want to be wasteful. That part's not actually the song, but you know, I guess human meat's good. It saves you having to spend money on not human meat. There's, um, speaking of men who like dresses women and B-movies, Ed Wood Jr., was a transvestite. That he was. And he has the, um, he's basically known for being the worst director of all time. Period. Yeah, he, he, uh, he just, he made movies, but he just kind of, he did it like fast and loose. He'd get scenes in one take that like, he should have had re-shot. no money, really. And he conned a lot of people into giving him enough money to make a film. And he he actually like totally exploited Bella Lugosi in his final days. Yeah. And he was like, dude, you're on morphine. I can give you money for morphine, so will you just take this one shot like in this film for me? And he actually like took like this one scene that Bella Lugosi did and he just put it in a movie I think it was playing nine from outer space after Bella Lugosi died right he was like I'm not even gonna ask him if I can use this footage I'm just gonna put it in this movie and and like the man was dead it's like dude stop being such a dick but he he made a movie I think it was called like Victor and Victoria or something about something like that. It's uh, Glenn or Glenda. Oh, Glenn or Glenda. Yep. And it was talking about how he likes to dress in Angora sweaters mm-hmm. like a lady. Turns out he actually liked to dress in sweaters like a lady. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah, he's he's this famous uh, director, and he made what is infamous. Infamous, yes. He's made what is a uh, one of the supposedly worst movies ever made, uh, Plan Nine from Outer Space. There was a there was a Tim Burton film based on Ed Wood's life. It's called Ed Wood. It yep. Stars Johnny Depp. So if you're into Johnny Depp, and like we know you isn't. are, <laughs> exactly. Because um, he was in. Nightmare on Elm Street. Exactly. Um, so, so yeah. Ed Wood is an amazing director. and Amazingly terrible. Have you seen his movies, Mike? Like, I love B-movies. I really do. I really, really do. But I bought his box set, and I was like, I'm going to watch this. I watched Jailbait, and I watched Plan Night from Outer Space, and I watched Glenn or Glenda, and... Probably Night of the Ghouls. 
I think I watched Jailbait and possibly Glenn or Glenda. And yeah, they, oh, they... I watched Bride of the Monster. That one was actually not that bad. But I was like, I can't get this time back in my life. <laughs> Yeah, he he was notorious for bad production quality. I remember specifically there was like a newspaper shot and they clearly had typed something out on a piece of paper and put it on top of the newspaper. It was clear as day, but you know, it got the point across, but you could just, you could tell that it was such a prop. Yeah. In Plan 9 from Outer Space, they had a, a graveyard that was literally like foam gravestones. There's like three or four foam gravestones and they had police officers walking through it Mm -hmm. and then they would take another shot of the police officers walking through the same set (laughs) going the opposite direction to (laughs) to make it look like it was a huge graveyard and to make it look like these were not the same cops. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Um... Now, Ed Wood, this doesn't make any sense whatsoever, but for whatever reason, when I think Ed Wood, I'm also always uh, reminded of John Waters. Because they kind of look the same. <laughs> All right. Um, and John Waters is a just very quaint, gay old man <laughs> that makes interesting films. Uh, he made uh, that one movie that got an X rating and it, sh- it had uh, Michael Douglas in it. Michael Douglas? Yeah. And, I'm not sure and it should have gotten like an R rating because it showed a little bit of pubic hair and apparently the MPAA are Nazis. Well, the MPAA are unfair against independent filmmakers. But um, one of my favorite John Waters movies, one that's really. Uh, <clears throat> You know, in with the theme of this podcast is Serial Mom. Oh, Serial Mom was good. Yep. And Serial Mom... You will not wear white after Labor Day! (laughs) Serial Mom is just this fun, little, campy, strange movie about this mother who just loves her family so much that she just... She kills people that don't treat her family right. So... She's also a little bit crazy and kills people who wear white after Labor Day, but that's that's a whole other thing. But yeah, she's played by Kathleen Turner. She's like the perfect housewife, mother kind of a thing. And yeah, she just goes on a killing spree. Uh, math teacher's giving her son too much trouble. Uh, this boy's being a bit too handsy with her daughter. She just kills him. And it's just this fun little movie. It's a lot of fun it's a good time it's got ricky lake uh and kathleen turner of course it's got an early matthew lillard um from scream fame from slc punk slc punk as well yes yeah uh, oh it has tracy lord as well that's right uh john waters took uh tracy lord the the underage porn star and he cast her in a lot of legit ish roles in his movies i mean you have to understand uh, if you've seen a lot of john waters none of his stuff is really legit <laughs> uh his his earliest uh famous the, his most famous film i think is called uh pink flamingos and if you've ever 
just don't watch that if you've got a faint heart at all. It is absolutely disgusting and filthy. Um, but it's it's interesting to see. This is back when he was still working with coming back to men dressed as women. He used to cast this man named Divine. Well, I don't know his real name, but he was a character that went by the name Divine. Babs Johnson. Babs Johnson. Interesting. Yep. Yeah, and he's just a big kind of not even an attractive man. He's a, just a big man, and he oh, dresses up as a woman. Apparently, Divine is his like stage name. Right, real, right. Like legit. Um, but. Yeah, so it, it's he was uh he he she played this supposedly the filthiest person ever. That was kind of the title that she was championing. Mean, there were these two other people that were trying to win the title away from her, and they just kind of have a filth off. And I mean, you know, it, it's it's one of those movies that if you're into movies, you hear about, and it's worth checking out. But just be warned, it is not. For the faint of heart. I don't have much else to talk about. I think maybe we can wrap up for this week. Unless there's something that's burning a hole in your mind. Uh, no. The theme song that Seth awesomely made for us in like yes. 30 seconds. Our friend Seth, uh, he post he, uh, he creates, he, well, he created the Ponder Couch blog that I write on and that this podcast is available on and um yeah he made us an intro song which i liked a lot um it is actually on our first episode because i had to do some mixing with it so you've heard it by now and you're gonna hear it this time too but yep thanks to seth for that that was awesome props to seth and the ponder couch so i have to go pick up alex from the drive-in all right well then they yeah. do exist <laughs> yes we do have one lovely drive-in around so here. okay you can murder people you can be a musician or you can go to the drive-in those are the only things you can do in indiana <gasps> be sure to visit soon yeah visit no don't <laughs> actually our drive-in being as it's like the only one in the state is very nice um Went to Atlanta last year, went to their drive-in, and they had more screens, but, like, the inside, I was just like, I don't want to touch things because I'm afraid this building's going to fall down on me. Yeah, the building was a little bit iffy. And the thing is, I think that's one of a couple of buildings because I think it's, like, two, three screen arenas or something. And But still, that was pretty – that was weird. The thing that your drive-in has over a lot of drive-ins is a pretty nice bathroom. Yeah. Uh, a lot of drive-ins, you get that, like, kind of outhouse feel, and it's just, that's not where you want to be. Yeah. No, like, my drive-in, the Board of Health has gone in there and said, this is probably the cleanest restaurant in Indianapolis. Nice. And not because, like, everywhere else is dirty, but because we keep it super, super clean. So, yeah. Go to the drive-in and get yourself a snack. You won't get diseases. Because we keep it clean. We keep it clean for no diseases. And malaria doesn't work there anymore, so... No, I don't, but... So you can't get infected with malaria. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) But I might be there. So watch out. Anyways, I think we need to wrap this up. (laughs) For this week, I am Mike Keltner. And I'm Malaria. Have a good week.
and watch horror movies and stuff. All of them. All of them.